0: Nation. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors round table. It's a three. In and out. Rebound. Payton, out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball from corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball above the break. Here's Kevin Dana right And Gary St.
1: What up, ladies and gentlemen? We welcome you to Warriors Roundtable on 95 7th game. Kevin Dan and Gary St. Jean rocking with you on a Tuesday evening that's seeing the Brooklyn Nets lose right now to the Dallas Mavericks on the back end of their back to back following that loss to the Golden State Warriors, which we will get into momentarily. If you want to hit us up, 888-957-9570. Again, that number, 888-957-957. Reminding you that the Warriors' 2023-24 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. And let's start with this, Gary. The Warriors currently 2-1 on their five-game road trip. Two games to go tomorrow and Thursday at Philly at Indy. And yes, there is a world in which they're 3-0 on this road trip. Can't really complain about winning two of three on the road now when you need as many wins as you could possibly get right now. Yeah, there's a world in which you can complain about winning two of three on the road. A three and two road trip, though, is a good road trip, and it's within reach. Kev,
2: you're spot on. I, I think if you can walk away three and two on this trip, you're going to be happy. And Why are you happy? Uh, I saw the smile on Steve Kerr's Face last night, yeah. it was ear to ear, and he was so proud and happy for his guys, the way they were gritty and tough and rebounded and just played great defense. And you know, and you're undermanned, and and you're getting guys that you brought up from the Santa Cruz team, and they responded and. Just a lot of positives. You touched on the trip, and hey, listen, there's there's no embarrassment losing to Atlanta. Uh, before that uh, that game, Atlanta beat uh, the Suns, and then last night they came within four of beating the Clippers. So they're they're a better team than their record. So uh, you're getting an undermanned
1: Philly. You got to go in and take care of business. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and the Hawks also before they beat the Suns, beat the Lakers pretty good last That's week true. as well so they've been getting some good wins as of late but you mentioned the defense holding brooklyn to 98 points it was the second time all season that golden state had held an opponent to double digit scoring one of the best defensive performance performances of the season third time holding the team under 40 percent and saying i want to get your thoughts on the defense after we hear from steve Kerr. this is what steve had to say after the game about the team's defensive performance against brooklyn
0: our defense was, was really good. Um, you know, they I know they missed some shots tonight that you know they they've hit the last few games. I mean they they've been pretty hot from three they definitely missed some open ones, but I just thought our defense was uh, was pretty solid and then we made a lot of second effort type plays. Guy Santos was amazing, just um, getting on the floor for loose balls, getting offensive rebounds, generating extra possessions and uh, You know, obviously Steph and J.K. kind of handled the offense, but um, it was a a really good team effort.
2: You you know, Kev, uh, well said by Steve from the point that you know where your scoring's going to come from, and we just can't say enough good about Kaminga. I know we're going to talk more about him. And, you know, Steph is, he's like fine wine from up in Napa. He just gets better with age. It's amazing to me, but... You know, we've chatted in the past about role players. How do you get minutes? Well, you got to be that guy on the floor getting the loose ball. You got to come up with that long rebound. You got to get back on transition defense. You got to communicate back there. You got to pick up a big until the big recovers there. And uh, you know, and when you drive, look to draw and kick. You don't have to be a big time three point shooter, mid range. Know your strengths. Stay the heck away from your weaknesses.
1: Yeah, and what else you have to do to end a defensive possession is to rebound the basketball, to get the stop, to complete the stop. Brooklyn had 11 offensive rebounds. Golden State had 44 defensive rebounds. So they had a defensive rebounding percentage that game of 80%. Now, 72 is a decent number. 75% is really good. 80% is elite as they out-rebounded Brooklyn last night, saying 60-38. to
2: Yeah, when you do that, great things are going to happen. And, you know, that's been the trademark of this team for the last decade. And, you know, they're one of the smallest teams in the league, but they've been a good rebounding team. And if you can rebound your defensive board, what is the reward? And you get in transition. And that's been the trademark of this team. That's the reward when you play that type of defense. When you rebound the ball, then you get out in the open floor and share it and move it and cut and shoot the three. And, you know, you just see a happy team out there.
1: Yeah, you know, I do Santa Cruz Warriors road broadcast with Joaquin Wallace, who was the head coach of San Francisco State, their women's team. And his phrase is, the mission is transition. So if you can get out in transition. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) If you can get out on the run, good things are going to happen. Now, Steph, a 29-point game coming off the 60-point performance in Atlanta, which we will talk about in a little bit. But but a wild number from this game. Steph hitting four threes. He was the only one to hit a three in a Warrior uniform. And I I checked this, Darrell. Daryl Arada looked this up. He checked it with Elias. Daryl Arada, of, of Golden State Warriors PR, just a great guy, great resource. Oh, and, he and, is the best, the best. He he actually worked for the Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan was there, winning championship after championship. And this is what he came back with: first time that only one Golden State Warriors hit a three in a game since January third, twenty thirteen against the spurs clay went four of 11 in that game steph went four of 11 last night that, that's a span of a little more than 800 games i think it was 801 games in between instances where there had just been one warrior to hit a three in a game
2: i knew d when he was up in, in chicago and also in dallas uh, in sacramento and He's in a, You talk about a hard-working guy that puts the nose to the grindstone, that's him. I have a wealth of respect for him. And as far as the shooting goes, you know, Steph is, uh, I, I, I just, I'm amazed what he does night in and night out. And, and Kev, I got to the point. The last last night that I thought there were more, might have been more Warrior fans there than Brooklyn fans.
1: Oh, it sounded I mean, exactly like che- that. They were cheering for him.
2: My gosh, it was loud. I mean, did I? And I, I'm, yeah, I'm getting older now.
1: Were they chanting MVP? <laughs> I, I'm not sure I heard the I, I don't MVP chance, but I, I definitely yeah. heard a lot of cheers whenever Steph made a bucket oh. or Clay made a layup right at the rim. And, and look, I, I was watching the Maps Nets game earlier with the sound on. And yeah, tepid applause whenever Brooklyn would score. It, it just it, it feels like maybe that's it's more kind of a place for. Road teams that you know, they don't necessarily yeah. feel uh, a big disadvantage being there, shall I say?
2: Yeah, and you know, we've had that over the years. I'll give you another court that's been like that Atlanta, yeah, uh, in the past. Uh, since I'm gonna go way back, I'm talking about since Dominique, yep, uh, you always thought you had a good shot to win there because uh, people were like going to the opera play, they were sitting on their hands, <laughs> and uh, you know, so. With that said, I have always felt that about the Brooklyn crowd. It was like uh, you know going to a Broadway play, and they do appreciate quality play. And, they do. Uh, you know, last night the Warriors just put on their work clothes, and and they won the game with grit. And I I just love that. That when you get that on the road, when you go in that locker room, Kev, look around at each other. You you know. You dug deep. You didn't play your best game, you know, shooting the ball, but you found a way to win. And if you defend and rebound, you'll give yourself a chance a lot, a lot of nights in the NBA.
1: And one of those guys who played with a lot of grit is Guy Santos, who was drafted 55th overall in 2022. Spent his entire American professional rookie season in In Santa Cruz last year, he had played 61 minutes in the NBA total before last night. And all he did nine points, five rebounds, a plus 13. And, And really, for me, this is kind of the perfect role for him a simplified role, play hard cut and defend. In the G League, he puts up some pretty solid numbers. Things get a little wonky when he tries to do too much, put the ball on the deck a little too much, can turn it over a little bit, but you see the tools there, and I think obviously he's not going to be a ball-dominant guy in the NBA when he's sharing the court with NBA players at this point in his career, so I don't think that's going to be that much of a problem for him. I was very pleased with Guy last night.
2: Well, imagine how he felt. I mean, he probably didn't know he was going to get those kind of minutes, and uh, yeah. I, I liked his demeanor. He, he, was, he was determined, he was tough, uh, yet he stayed within himself, and as you said before, on the floor, rebounding, uh, you know, getting in that plus-minus thing, he was good there, And to the point where he was playing, and I thought, you know, you're going to get subbed out at certain times, and Steve kept him in there because uh, he wasn't making any mistakes.
1: Well, we'll talk about the Clay Thompson angle this on the other side of the break, but we're coming up on the break right now. We should let you know before we hit the timeout to celebrate Black History Month on Warriors ground, join us live at Chase Center on Saturday, February 10th as the Warriors face the Phoenix Suns, presented by State Farm. All fans get a Black History Month shirt. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP, representative standing by. We'll take a break, come on back, discuss the Clay Thompson angle of the game last night, step 60, and much, much more on the other side of this break, right here on 95 7 The Game.
0: Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean are holding court. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. At the Warriors' round table, you can't handle the truth. Curry, screened by Draymond Curry, gets free for three. He got it. On 95 7 The Game. Now back to Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean
1: Chase Center hosts West Coast Conference rivals the University of San Francisco, and the Gonzaga Bulldogs on Thursday, February 29th. Get your tickets now at ChaseCenter.com. Shout out to Chris Gerlison, the head coach of USF. They're having a really nice season this year. And Last I checked, Gonzaga was on the bubble. And that was like as of a week and a half ago or something like that. So a, a gettable game, hopefully, for USF. Wish them the best of luck against the Bulldogs as we welcome you back here on Warriors Roundtable on 95.7. The game. Encourage you to hit us up 888 957 9570. Again, that number 888 957 9570. Kevin and Gary St. Jean with you. So let's talk about Clay Thompson last night. Four of nine from the field. Did not hit a three. Eight points. Did have six rebounds. Played some decent defense at times. You, you got a, had a couple of steals in the game, I believe. But uh, this it really it was kind of the quotes he gave after the game to Anthony Slater of the Athletic. He was asked about the adjustment to not being a lock to close every night because he did not play the final seven minutes and nineteen seconds of that game. Guy Santos. Uh, is essentially replacing him in the lineup. And he was asked about the adjust- if it was an adjustment. He said, Yeah, are you kidding me? To go from one of the best players, it's hard for anybody. I'll be honest with you, it's really hard. And I mean, that's some really brutal honesty there from Clay Thompson. You-, you hate to see it go through it like this. Well, tough question and uh, hard to
2: answer. Uh, I want you to just think about how difficult this is for Steve Kerr. Uh, for Q and some of the other assistant coaches who have been here a long, long time. And uh, they probably told him ahead of time that depending on how you're playing, we, we, you may not be in the finishing lineup out there. And he talked about feeling pretty darn good physically. I want you to keep in mind that he's still the second best scorer on the team, I think. Yes. Yep. And, uh, you know, his, his shooting percentages, he's had some some games where he's been terrific over a two-week stretch. He he was averaging about twenty a game. Uh, I'm I'm not closing the door at all. And uh, look, shooters shoot, and and guys that score score, and and that's his career. Now, he's what we call a two way player. He's been a great def- uh, defender over the years. Now, does he have the lateral mobility now that he had? No, but you know he's smart and he's tough, and uh, so it, it's a hard one. It, it really, really is. And I think he handled it. Uh, as well as it could be expected, and uh, you know Anthony uh, put it to him, and you know uh, Clay was honest about it.
1: and here's the thing: you touched on it. He is still the second leading scorer, and if this is what he is going to be for the rest of the season and beyond, seventeen points per game, thirty-seven point one percent from three, like. That's still a above league average, slightly above league average as far as three-point shooting percentage. So you're still getting a really good shooter, albeit it's not the Clay who lived at 41-42% for a good chunk of his career. And you're still getting 17 points per game, and yeah, he's not the great defender he used to be, but there are still possessions where he is locking guys down. Yes, there are possessions where he he doesn't stay in front of his man, but there are also possessions where he is playing decent defense. Like He is still a valuable player in the NBA, and to do that after the injuries he's had is very impressive. And and you add the fact that he's about to be 34 years old, like it, it makes it even that much more impressive that a, at age 33 last year he led the nba in made threes and about to be age 34 this year he's still like top six top seven in made threes in the nba this year
2: well kev you're the you're the historian much more than i am but i i, I would ask this who has had two major injuries uh like he's had and even came out there uh last year and this year playing at a darn solid effort uh you know, in my day, when guys got an ACL or they got an Achilles, uh, a lot of guys were done. Uh, yeah. They just couldn't do the things they could do. Uh, a great example is Dominique. I mean, he was a high flyer. Uh, you know, they're doing the TV last night, one of the all-time class acts in the league. And, yep. uh, you know, he became a below-the-rim player, a cerebral player who went on to play in Boston for a few years. It it It's a total change to what you're physically able to do. And... Uh, you know, I, I I look at Clay and I have just so much respect for him. Uh, you know, he's, yeah. he's been a guy that he's not bodacious, he's not super loud. You know, he just, just has done his job in a super high fashion. Now, people, critics out there might be saying this, this, and this. Let me tell you, you talk about a guy with respect in the circle of the NBA with the coaches and the players, uh, they know that that is a Hall of Fame player. And I will say this. Here's what would a visiting locker room would say. Do not let him make his first two shots. Get, oh, make yeah. him a driver. Play him right and tight, meaning force him to his left and get up and crowd him. If he makes his first two, you could be in for a tough night against him.
1: Yeah, no, you, you you really could. Yeah, I was just looking up some uh, stuff on Dominique Wilkinson because uh, he, I believe, he went to to what? Greek. I, I, I was talking about. Greece, way after his NBA career, yeah. went to Panathinaikos. I thought it was Olympiakos, but led them to a Greek league title because that was the thing. Like He came so close in 88 with the Atlanta Hawks that one of the best games in NBA history, I think if you ask some people, that Game 7 in the Eastern Conference semifinals, Hawks and Celtics just <laughs> couldn't get over the hump against Larry Bird. And, oh. and you're just always running into them. And then it was you know Michael Jordan in the early 90s but did eventually get a Greek league title with Panathinaikos, so it was good to see him close yeah. out w- w- with that. Did you ever watch that game, Kev? Uh, so I've, I've watched a decent bit of it on NBA oh. TV, like, you know, 20 years after it happened. Hey, I was I'm Chuck- 18 I'm chuckling months old.
2: Because that's that's one of the all-time greats. I mean, here I am in Milwaukee. Now you've got Dominique, Tree Rollins, and Kevin Willis. And in the backcourt, you got Doc Rivers and Randy Whitman. And... uh Mike Fratello's coaching. I See, I remember this like it's yesterday. And, uh, boy, they were a darn good team. You didn't want to play them in the playoffs.
1: No. It just unfortunately for them, just couldn't get over the yep. hump. But let's uh, continue on with uh, some nuggets from the win over Brooklyn. Brandon Pajemski, I want to talk about him because he continues to impress. Huge game last night, 15 points, 11 rebounds, starting in place of the injured Andrew Wiggins. Luckily, just a short-term injury for Andrew. I I believe he should be playing tomorrow night against the the Philadelphia 76ers. But the first Golden State rookie with three straight double-doubles now for Brandon Pajemski since Stephen Curry, and the first Warrior with three straight double-doubles since to Marcus Cousins in 2019. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Kev, now let me ask you this. You you love the game. Yeah.
2: When have you seen a rookie? And I, you know, uh, I guess Draymond or somebody was asked, what the heck is he? Is he a one, two, three? When have you ever seen a guard, a young guard, rebound like this? It, it's I, impressive. It, it really is. He's got a unique nose for the ball. Uh, he just, boy, he impresses me. He's, he's not only tough, he's smart. And uh, no better uh, play an example to me, there was one, he, he tipped it, and then it was going out of bounds, and he had the wherewithal to pass it right into his teammate, and I'm like, you know, th- this is not too fast for him. He, he's he's really earning minutes, and he's got the respect of all the players and coaches. It's he really
1: emb- impressive. The thing about him is that he just takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Uh, I mean, like, he got he got you know, banged up pretty good in the first half of the Atlanta yeah. Hawks game. Of course, he takes the flagrant two from Nick Claxton. His only G League game this year, he got elbowed in the eye or, like, right around the eye, had a big cut. If you remember, like, his first games with the Golden State Warrior, he was wearing that big eye bandage. A kind of... a, a An infamous kind of side note to that, the guy who gave him that elbow, Chance Comanche, the Stockton Kings, has uh, now been arrested for murdering someone. Oh, my God. He he murdered someone like four weeks after doing that to Brandon Pajemski. But, yeah, kind of a weird aside there. But, like, he just – he is a tough, tough dude. And, look, you have to be tough if you can rebound more than five and a half boards per game at his size.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you, that – that guy, uh, I'm going to give all the scouting department uh, just kudos because you're looking at this guy and you're saying, oh, the, what is he, how big do you think he is, Six four? Yeah, he's a 6'3", six, six, Okay, and, and so you're watching him uh, play at Santa Clara and he catches your eye. He's, just, he's smart and he's tough like we talked about. But you say to yourself, does this have carryover to the NBA? Uh, can he handle that? And he just... Uh, I just haven't seen anything that's too big for him. I, I have nothing but praise. And uh, somehow, some way, when I go to, the, to a game, I think I'm going to go Saturday because the Suns are in town uh, with nice. my, my son Greg coming in. I might bring that guy one of my chickabee
1: Guy, <laughs> Got to show, uh, show, uh, show yeah. him the, the, the Polish love, huh? That's right, baby. There we go. Well, yeah, he's been great. You mentioned kind of the, the conversation that Draymond Green had about if he's a 1, 2, or 3. Well, Fitzgerald, Bob Fitzgerald asked Coletta Ozabuki that exact question on the air last night. Is he a 1, 2, or 3? And Coletta's answer was all of the above. He's a basketball player. How would you respond? Yeah,
2: I, I, I agree with that. Because you say to yourself, you're starting the game, so you've got Clay, Steph, and him. So you say well all right who's going to match up with the 3 now normally you'd say clay cuz you don't realize that clay's almost 67 he's big yeah. and strong yep but you know what <laughs> Pazinski probably said hey old man i'll guard that guy <laughs> let me have the, let me have the 3 i mean the guy i mean you can see why steph and him have hit it off i mean you know he's yeah. smart and he he's you know smart people listen And I'm sure he's listening all the time to Steph and the little nuances in his career. And uh, I'm having fun just watching the guy. And You don't know. I mean, he's just built his time and keeps building it up. Now, right now, uh, Davis is not playing, and they've made an adjustment to the the lineup. Uh, But he's got to stay ready. And these two draft picks, my goodness, you can look around the league and, and you tell me, Who's had two picks, a first and a second, that have played
1: better than the two of them? Yeah, no, they have been fantastic their rookie seasons. Whatever Trace gets in there, he makes an instant impact. And Another young guy who's been a lot of fun to watch recently, Jonathan Kaminga, 28 points, 10 rebounds last night, the double double. I know you love those 10 rebounds, Saint, but he's been getting to downhill a lot more lately, and he knows now that he's just absolutely unstoppable when he does so. Just check out these numbers from his last 10 games, Saint. 24.9 points per game, 6.7 rebounds, 61 percent from the field, 54 from three, and the number I like the best out of those, 80 percent from the foul line. And another one, he has scored above his season average in 10 straight games. That is very tough to do. Yeah,
2: listen, uh, people around the Bay Area might call me a grumpy old coach when I was uh, asking for more from him. And uh, I just saw it. I could feel it. And I just love the way he's playing, he, he's competing, uh he looks he's, like he's happy out there, he's relaxed, he's earned everybody's trust and confidence. And you know, I think the spacing on the floor has gotten better. So there's driving lanes, and the Warriors need that. They need a guy that can put it down when the ball's reversed, let's say left side to the top, to the right side catch it and drive it hard. And that's what he's doing. And, you know, it, it's a highlight show. Well, We talked about Dominique. It's a highlight show when the Warriors are out in transition and he gets the ball. Uh, Kev, there aren't too many guys out in the open floor that dunk it any better than him. Yeah. He is He's quite a young athlete. his I'm just happy for the guy because he was down in the dumps a little bit and, you know, people were putting him under the microscope. And now you're going to say, wow. This this guy's got a super, super bright future.
1: Yeah, I mean, me personally, I think he could be in the all-star conversation by 2026. And look, the all-star games in San Francisco next year, I, I mean, I think it would be unlikely that he would jump that many players in sh- that short of a time to to be considered one of the 12 Best players in the Western Conference. But by 2026, 2027, I think he's going to be squarely in that all star conversation. I don't think
2: you have a bit of too much optimism. I, I would agree with you 100%. And uh, again, uh, you know, if he just put your work in, you know, work at your craft yeah. and understand what you got to do. And uh, he just, he's going to be a key, key component to this team for the rest of this year and in the future.
1: Well, fans, celebrate Lunar New Year at Chase Center on Wednesday, February 14th, as the Dubs take on the L.A. Clippers, presented by Cash Creek Casino Resort. First 10,000 fans get a Warriors Lunar New Year bucket hat. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP. Representatives standing by. Let's uh, take a trip back to Saturday night. Stephen Curry, 60 points. Ooh. The problem a Loss in overtime to the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, let's start with this. Him and Trey Young, absolute show in the fourth quarter. It was good to see Trey Young be named an injury replacement for the Eastern Conference as an all star because he that maybe the winning hasn't been there, but the production certainly has.
2: Well, uh, yes, and, and Atlanta's underachieved, and he's gotten a lot of the criticism. And uh, I think it's been rightfully so, because yeah. I don't think he uh, works on the defensive end. But offensively, holy moly. I mean, he's the closest thing that uh, that we watch to Steph in terms of the range, uh, the, just the stroke, his uh, passing decisions and all that kind of thing. And um, you know, he, he's impressive. There isn't any doubt about it. But you know, that old guy from the Warriors, uh, he just showed the young guy, saying, hey, yeah. the young fella, you've you got a nice career going, but you got a ways to go before you catch me. And, you know, Kev, you shared with me that uh, there's some irony here. The guys that have had these huge scoring games, uh, their teams have lost. Yeah. And, and we're talking about Booker, we're talking about Luka, and we're talking about this game. Uh, now, sometimes players and coaches – get so locked in to trying to give the ball to the hot hand that they get out of rhythm and out of the flow of the game because somebody's just putting on a darn show. Yeah. Uh, and, and that just happens, that's human nature. But, uh, you know, Steph, I, I'll say it again. The two things that, that impress me the, the beyond the shooting are the handle to create the shot when he's got the ball, and then when they crowd him and make him a driver, he's gotten so much stronger that his ability to finish in the paint, um, you know, he's flipping things, going left up over his head, uh, swishing it, I'm like, come on, man, that's not even a horse shot.
1: That, or, or, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's crazy, the shots he makes, but that's who he is. I, I got a question for you, Saint. If you didn't know anything about Stephen Curry... And you just watched him play because you were mentioning him, you know, the old guy is showing the young guy how, how, how it's done. If you didn't know anything about Stephen Curry's background, you just watched him play a couple of games. How old would you think Stephen Curry is? Hmm. I, I, I would say around 30. Yeah.
2: Somewhere in that ballpark because he's, he's got a ton, he's got experience that's off the charts. He's been a champion, an MVP, and all. We can go on and on and on. And he just he just reads the game perfectly. And, and I've shared before that I think he's a smart defender. Uh, yeah. Off the ball, the passing lanes, uh, on the ball, he's done a much better job with containment. Of course, he reads the switches and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, he's he's just a joy. We, we all should, you know, we're talking about games coming up short and talking about clay. You know, it's probably like back in the day when you're talking about Joe Montana or any of the great guys that have played in the Bay Area. Just cherish this and watch it, and and just put your arms around it. It's a beautiful thing. I I sit in my couch and I just smile. I, I'm by myself. I might even have a sip of red.
1: Okay, you gotta have that sip of red while we'll watching a game. But yeah, I asked that question because. He does not look like he's a month away from his 36th birthday with, with no the way, way he's moving out there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, what do you think? What do, what do you think he yeah, looks like? Yeah, the, the number 30 makes more sense now that I'm thinking of it. I was going to say 28 years old, but when you take oh, okay. like his decision-making, like kind of the cerebral aspect to his game, I think 30 certainly makes a lot more sense. And it's a it's an apropos number for Stephen Curry, 30. But <laughs> taking a look at the Atlanta game in large, it was a loss. And it, it, Steph Curry, according to StatMuse, 13 50-point games, they've lost their last three, Golden State, when he scored 50, and they're 8-5 and five overall when he scores 50. But to me, you know – They just kind of ran out of gas in this game. You got the back end of the back-to-back. Andrew Wiggins gets hurt at the end of the first half. Kaminga fouls out. Moses Moody wasn't yet cleared to play. Good to see him play yesterday. looked pretty decent in in the minutes he got. But that was one they had to win in regulation.
2: Well, you know, there's nights where you say, geez, we lost that and we didn't do this right and do that right. Yeah, I think you're spot on in in that – tremendous effort and it just came down to the end and ball didn't go down and you give credit to the other team but uh that's a game you walk away and say hey you know we we did a lot of things well we we can we can live with this
1: yeah definitely and when I said they had to win that in regulation because of you know the players they didn't have available and then so Steph hits that big three to give them the lead Trey was playing so well that you had to double or trap him, Trey Young. That is that left Dejounte Murray wide open for an easy game tying jumper. And then once it got to OT, then you just kind of felt like they wouldn't have enough. Yeah, I I
2: totally agree. That's one of those times where you get to the end of the game and you're on the road and you got possession and you got a chance to win it. And you say to the guys, "Okay, guys, we're shooting a three and we're getting out of here because we got nothing left in the tank." And then, yep. that's what that game
1: felt like to me. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And look, there have been a lot of head-scratching losses this year. I wouldn't file this one in no. that category. They didn't blow this game. I think they just kind of came up short. Yeah,
2: and uh, that that happens during the course of the year. And, you know, you're in the heat of the moment, and you're saying, but at the end of the day, you sit back and maybe the bus ride back to the hotel, and you say to yourself, I'm proud of my guys. They gave me
1: everything they had. And, and look, generally speaking, so they're 4-3 and three in their last seven. I don't think, and you can argue with me on this, I don't think they've blown each of their last three losses, even though no. two of them have been one-point losses yes. and then the OT loss. I think they've just kind of lost coin flips, and yes, I'm even the Lakers one where they were up nine with under four minutes to go. They're up fourteen earlier in the third quarter. Like in today's NBA, a nine point lead with four minutes to go. I mean, that could be gone in three possessions, just with the. Uh, proficiency of the three the proliferation of the three i guess would be a better word that i'm looking for i didn't see that as one that they blew i know others might disagree with me there and, and that's fine but i i didn't think that was a blown game i think that was just like an instant classic kind of game and they lost because lebron had the ball last
2: yeah that that really was a special game you know if, if you're dialed in and you're watching that thing you say wow I just watched watched a great great game and you know what was great to me was at the end you see LeBron and Steph hugging yeah and just saying hey you know we're getting up there and we've had a lot a lot of great battles and this was another one to add and you're just feeling good saying to yourself wow this was really really special
1: Yeah, and hopefully they are both healthy and available for the final regular season games that these two play against each other because they're going to see each other a lot more down the stretch. That was just the first game of the season between the two. They do have three more games remaining against the Lakers. Well, the Warriors and Trinet are partnering to Partnering to bring you the Small Business Jumpstart, rewarding five Bay Area small businesses with a one-time ten thousand dollar grant. Visit warriors.com slash small business smart today. Smart Start today for official rules to submit your business's application. Again, that website warriors.com slash small businesses smart start today for official rules to submit your business's application. Applications close in a week on February 13th. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to finish up the road trip, talk about the Philadelphia 76ers and Indiana Pacers. The trade deadline just two days away. Under 48 hours from the the moment that the final trades can be made. And uh, talk a little bit about Moses Moody, GP2 being cleared to practice. All that and more right on the other side of this break. On 95 7 the game.
0: If you've just joined us, don't worry. We saved your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. At the Warriors round table on 95 7 the game. Three behind the bat. Wait, stops it, pops on the way. Ridiculous three on the white sideline. Now, here's Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean.
1: Let's take a look at the upcoming broadcast presented by Ticketmaster. Tomorrow, the Warriors are in Philadelphia, 4 p.m. airtime, 4.30 tip time here on 95.7 The Game. Then they conclude the road trip In Indiana, taking on the Pacers, 3.30 airtime, 4 p.m. tip time before the Warriors come home for one game against the Phoenix Suns Saturday, February 10th, 5 p.m. on the air, 5.30 tip time. That is Black History Month celebration presented by State Farm. Then the Warriors have a quick trip to Salt Lake City. They're in Utah to face the Jazz next Monday, February 12th, 5.30 on the air, 6 p.m. tip time, and then back home to take on the L.A. Clippers in their penultimate game before the All-Star break, Wednesday, February 14th. Valentine's Day, six thirty airtime, seven p.m. tip time. That is Lunar New Year celebration presented by Cash Creek Casino Resort. So let's go back to the first two games on that upcoming schedule, Gary, because they got Philly and then Indy and. They are catching the Sixers at the exact right time. Unfortunately for them, Joel Embiid uh, has undergone a procedure for a left meniscus injury. They say, per Adrian Wojnarowski, the door isn't closed, quote-unquote, on a return this season. But the Sixers are great with him, and they are 4-11 without him this year, and they just lost two straight at home to the Nets and Mavs. Obviously, he did not look like himself Against Golden State last Tuesday, before the injury he suffered when Kaminga accidentally fell on his knee, but to me, Saint, this is a must-win.
2: Well, it is because you you got to capitalize on an opportunity, and, and when you're down, one of the top five players in the league, maybe top three, uh, and he's had a fantastic year, you got to jump on it, and uh, you got to have a game plan that maxes your priority. And you got to go over all screens with him. And if he's making shots uh, off of screens, uh, you're going to double team him. When he's uh, got a live dribble, you may play like a box and one where you pressure him and sag in to take away the penetration, the hoop, and make somebody else beat you because they may not have the firepower uh, when the ball's out of his hands. So uh, when I when I look at this, I think that's one of the bright – you know, I look at Shea Gildress-Alexander. He's a step above – Maxie, but boy, I I just uh, love the way he's grown, and I've heard him do a couple NBA uh, uh, ads, commercials. Oh, boy, is he well-spoken, just a big smile, nice guy. So actually, Harden leaves, and frankly, I think they're better. Uh, Yeah. Now, the big key for... next key is don't let Harris go for 30. That's a big key. He's the second guy that could come up with a lot, a lot of points. Uh, beyond that, you know, I'm going to let Paul Reed and some of these other guys beat me. And uh, just just take care of business. Play warrior basketball, and uh, you're going to walk away with a W.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tyrese Maxey, first-time All-Star this year, nearly 26 points, 6.5 rebounds, about 3.5 assists. He's been a lot of fun to watch this year. A couple of 50 pieces this season yeah. for Tyrese Maxey. So The reason why I say this is a must-win, and I should mention, Anthony Slater reporting uh, that Draymond Green questionable for the Warriors in Philadelphia tomorrow because of a a right knee contusion he's been dealing with. Andrew Wiggins probable to return. But the Indiana game is going to be very tough to win, I think. The Pacers just coming off a, a close win over the Houston Rockets, so they helped the Warriors out in the standings because with that loss for Houston, Golden State has just moved past the Rockets for 11th in the West, and they are a game behind the Utah Jazz for the final playing spot right now. Utah will be taking on Oklahoma City. I believe that game is uh, probably in the second quarter by now. Let me take a, a quick look, see if we got a, a score for you. Yeah, 49 thunder with just under five minutes to go in the first half there so you will you want to be putting on your okc thunder cap if you're a warriors fan for that one but look back end of a back-to-back and the pacers might be the last team you want to face on the back end of the back-to-back just because of the pace they play at they average 124 points per game and they've only gotten more dangerous with the acquisition of pascal siakam whoo boy, he
2: makes them dynamic. That that guy, we talk about Ananubi playing great with the Knicks. He's missed four or five games. When he's been out there, he's been fabulous. And the same thing with Siakam. And it's it's taught me uh, that they were better than I thought they were when they beat the, the Warriors a few years ago in the championship game. Uh, those guys are terrific players. Now, Halliburton's got that lingering hamstring, and he hasn't put up the stats that he has putting up uh, since yeah. the uh, you know the midseason tournament, but boy, he's a heck of a player, and that's a you know, Kev. Sometimes you get these on these road trips, you get a schedule and you look at it and you say, "Holy crap!" I mean, that one there. Uh, I don't know. You, 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 some guys may shut it down for that night. You know, you're just saying, "Hey, you know, we've had a good trip, and uh, we're going to go home and get fresh and." get ready for Phoenix, and some guys say, I don't know, I want to play, you know, that kind of thing, so there'll be discussion about that, but you got to jump on top of Philly, and, uh, and Indiana's a quality team, but they play a style of play, I think, that the Warriors like.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the Warriors will like to get up and down, that's for sure. You, you just kind of worry about legs in a situation like that, backing them back-to-back. Back. And, look, I, I I don't know how well you know Phil Hubbard. I'm sure you kind of crossed paths oh, with him right. at, at, at some point. Hey, can I, give me
2: t- 10 seconds here. Oh, his son, take more than 10 seconds. His son played CYO with Greg, oh, and wow. I coached a team, and Hub was an assistant coach here. But I, I met him when the, he was with Lenny Wilkins, Wayne Embry with the Cleveland Cavs, and I don't know, you'd have to really know your ball to know about this. He was a great, great player at Michigan, and he was one of those guys, we talked about ACLs. He had a, a terrible knee injury. He still had a long NBA career because he was so smart and tough, but he would have been a big, big-time player uh, if he had not gotten hurt. So... Yeah, I know I know Hubb and his family really well. Uh, beautiful people. They're back in the Virginia area, D.C. suburbs, and uh,
1: you're bringing up a happy name for me. Oh, so I, I love Hubb. He he was an assistant with us in Santa Cruz in the 2013-14 season. He was a, a great veteran voice for our, a first-time head coach, Casey Hill, to kind of lean on. And one term I learned from Phil Hubbard that year was schedule loss, and that's kind <laughs> that of what like the Pacers game could turn out to be. I mean, especially if they get the win in Philadelphia, the Pacers game has. I mean, obviously, you you need any win you can get right now at twenty three and twenty two and twenty five. But if you can get the game against Philadelphia, the one in Indiana, look, you you definitely would like to win it, but it becomes it, it's, it becomes not as urgent. Well, and here's the
2: thing. I've talked a lot about road wins. Man, it's a great feeling going in that locker room. You don't have anybody but your own traveling party uh, circling up the wagons and playing the best you can, and you win the game, and then you say, okay, you know, on to Indianapolis, and here we go. And uh, You know, you don't even have time to go to St. Elmo's Steakhouse, which is one of my favorites in the country, Uh, you know. You just don't know, and, and nobody knows this better than Steve Kerr. I mean, he's been through it all, and yep. uh, but I, I I'm boy, I really feel like they're going to play very very well tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the key one to get. If you could be 3-1, you know, kind of roll the dice, take your chances against Indiana, hey, if you get that one, then you're really looking uh, much better. If this could be a 4-1 road trip, that would be fantastic. And they are set to maybe not in the next couple of games get Gary Payton the second back, but he's listed his day-to-day per Warriors PR, and this is a guy that they could certainly use in Indiana, but if not in Indiana, it would just be nice to get his defensive presence and his activity back on the floor. You know, we get Moody healthy, and and you get, uh,
2: you know, Gary Payton healthy, and, you know, Chris Paul's going to be a while, but now you're going to look at your bench and it, because it was a definite strength to this team, but with the injuries, uh, you know, it's had to take a step back, but you feel like, hey, if we can get healthy. We got our I, – I, frankly, Kev, I really like the moves they've made with the starting lineup. I think with Draymond, I know it wears on him. It's a tough assignment playing against these huge guys. But, uh, you know, he's the fulcrum to the wheel to me on the defensive end. He's been huge for Kaminga, helping him on the floor, talking to him all the time. And, uh, you know, we know when healthy what a defender uh, Wiggins is. And then you get the veteran backcourt, and if somebody's out, you know, uh my polish kibasa guy is, is going to be ready to jump in there so um i just uh i like the feel of the starters and i i really think the bench guys are going to get start playing again to that high level which gives me optimism because my gosh i mean what are we talking 35 or whatever games it is left and this what a this west is so tight top yeah. to bottom it, it really is
1: amazing No, it it is, and that will do it for us tonight, folks. A big thank you to Mark, Randy behind the glass, RC Davis, and Marika Kledo on the Warriors' side of thing for the sponsor reads, and we will talk to you next week. Big home, home, uh, big road trip about to come to a close. Hopefully, the Warriors can get at least one of two. That'll do it for us, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Been listening to the Warriors Roundtable. Curry brings it through one hand, three up and good. Or the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. Playful and nailed it. Ninety-five-seven, the game. For tickets, call eight-eight-eight
2: GSW hoop.